0: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? FM presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Ritan.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan, and it's great to be here today with you. I'm so glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, we're going to be talking a little bit about women's own businesses today. And obviously, one of the, the experts out there in the world is the Center for Women's Business Research. We love them. We get a lot of data for the program from the Center for Women's Business Research. And according to their data, nearly 10.4 million firms are owned by women. That's 50% of more firms out there. They employ nearly 13 million people and generate nearly $2 trillion in sales. Think about that. That's a ton of power. We know that women have a lot of power when it comes to um, the pocketbook, but now women-owned businesses obviously have a lot of power when it comes to uh, the economy, and the economy, of course, is a hot topic these days. Um, For the past two decades, we've been seeing uh, women-owned firms really exploding. They've continued to grow at around two times the rate of all firms. So 42% versus 24% of all firms. um, Nearly... 2.4 2.4 million firms owned by women of color in the U.S. have been growing as well. And um, it'd be interesting to find out exactly why this is, but women of color who own their businesses do grow very fast. Um, and in fact, between 1997 and 2006, the number of private privately held firms owned by women of color grew five times faster than all privately held firms firms that's truly amazing they are absolutely doing something right we can take our lead from them Um, we do know that women get incredibly involved uh, when it comes to building their businesses and in fact 75 percent of all firms actually do not have employees In general, while a little bit more than that, 81% of women-owned firms are without employees. So there's a lot of women out there who have their own companies, but they're doing it on their own for themselves, not having to support a lot of employees, 81%. But women are incredibly involved. They get personally involved in selecting and purchasing technology for their businesses. Um, They also uh, get out there. They're looking at integrating the responsibilities of home and work, and they really use the technology to help themselves do that and also to enable employees who work off-site to be able to have flexible work schedules. That seems to be a hot button with women-owned businesses. Uh, When it comes to their management styles, Uh, It's also kind of interesting to note, according to the Center for Women's Business Research, how women and men differ. Um, Women owners plan to sell their businesses, are more concerned than, say, men who own their own businesses, about who's going to buy their company. They're worried about the personality and the background of that company and what the plans are for the business once it's sold and what they plan to do with current employees. So women are very focused on... Who's going to take over their business? And in a lot of cases, they're going to be handing it over to a family member. They, they want to pass their business on to a daughter um, if they can, um, twice as likely actually than men business owners to pass it off to a son, for example. So our purse profile for the day is Dior Divas. Now, these are women that could have had their own businesses before retirement. A lot of them still actually do keep a hand in... In their own businesses, even though they may be quote-unquote retired. We know there's really no retirement anymore. We're going to all be working until we're 80, I think. But there's nearly a million of these women out there. She's in her early 60s. The third of them are grandparents who are retired. They're making... Uh, a median income of more than $165,000. So obviously, they're feeling fairly secure financially. They're happy and optimistic, even in these lean times. They're interested in the arts, cultures, entertaining. She's juggling a lot of tasks, whether it's entertaining, um, hanging out with her grandchildren, um, indulging in her own hobbies, that type of thing. She may have a second home, so she's involved a lot in decorating and keeping that up. So They're stocking up on Williams-Sonoma, Ethan Allen. They buy wine and spirits. They shop at department stores and specialty stores like Chico's, Ann Taylor, and Neiman Marcus. They do drive luxury cars such as Mercedes, Audi, Lexus, and Porsche. And she loves her beauty products. This Dior Diva, Estee Lauder, and Dove rank very high as well. So if you're a marketer, how do you connect with the Dior Diva, this wealthy woman who's uh, either has retired or looking at retiring who may own her own business? Well, she is online. She's checking out travel and business sites like MarketWatch, Orbitz, and Travelocity. Again, this woman has disposable income and can afford to take a trip or two throughout the year. She's watching uh, network programming like Grey's Anatomy, um, Boston Legal. She's big on movies. Turner Classic Television and Hallmark Channel are both very big with her. And she's reading magazines, like we said before. She's may have a second home, and so she wants to indulge that part of it. So whether it's gourmet, Bon Appetit, a Condé Nast Traveler, or Elle Decor, they all kind of support her passion around her homes and entertaining. Well, my guest for the program certainly knows a lot about women business owners. Joy Ott is the regional president for Wells Fargo Bank in Montana and national spokesperson for women's business services with Wells Fargo and Company. Now, those of you I'm sure out there have heard of Wells Fargo a diversified financial services company, uh, really committed to uh, the growth of women business owners and um, has done a lot in the past year really to support women business owners. I think that they are a model to watch when it comes to communicating with this group of women. And Joy's going to be back in just a minute to share what Wells Fargo has been up to in the last year and what's ahead. So more purse strings in just a few minutes.
0: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
2: SEOseq.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOseq.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOseq.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. We got it! Put it up there, elves! Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing
0: programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Uh, Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental! What is it, aromatherapy, acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already.
2: To see how Lyris can simplify your life... Visit Lyrus.com or call 1-888-GO-Lyrus. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyrus today.
0: Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Ritan.
1: Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Joy Ott, Regional President for Wells Fargo Bank in Montana and National Spokesperson for Women's Business Services with Wells Fargo & Company. Joy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Maria. It's great to be with you. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you, Joy. I know we've been talking for quite some time about getting you and Wells Fargo on the show, Uh, and mainly with all the reading that I've been done about Wells Fargo, your commitment to women's small business is just really extraordinary. Um, And I would love for you to take a moment, if you would, just so everybody understands the the history that Wells Fargo brings to your effort, Uh, especially now, more than ever, when everybody needs a helping hand. This economy is, is really stressful, and I would imagine for women's small businesses, it's incredibly challenging. Can you share a little bit about your company's history, um, really your commitment in this area of women entrepreneurs?
3: Certainly, Maria. I'd love to. I I don't lack any passion around this. So um, let me just tell you that Wells Fargo has supported diverse communities, including women, since the 19th century when the company was founded. So we go that far back. It was... um, Actually, this is kind of interesting. It was in the instructions to agents in 1888 where the company management insisted on fair and equal treatment of all customers proper respect must be shown to all let them be men women or children rich or poor white or black so to me that was very interesting um, as we went back into the archives to really understand uh, where our founders were coming from I'm very proud of that and today Wells Fargo is the fifth largest financial services company in the US with 168,000 team members now you know what's what's important about that is 60% are women and 40 per, 42% of senior managers are women which I I think it's really phenomenal, and as we face, you know, um, the America, is it's changed over the last 150 years, Wells Fargo has stayed committed to um, providing financial services and tools that meet the financial needs of everyone in the communities we serve, including women of all ages and and ethnic backgrounds. As part of our ongoing mission today, Wells Fargo works in a variety of ways to share the tools and information that can help female individuals, households, and women-owned businesses succeed financially. You know, um, the Women's Business Services Program was created in 1995 as an education and outreach program that builds relationships with women business owners and supporters, helping to increase their access to capital and other financial services. And I think you kind of spoke to the, the networking and why that's so critical and why women are, are so good at it. Um, as the first financial services provider in the country to establish a national program dedicated to small business owners, um, you know, we're very proud to be the pioneer, but we've always continued to raise the bar as a leading supporter of women entrepreneurs nationwide. Um give you a little bit of background quickly. Um, we started off establishing a billion-dollar goal that we wanted to land over three years to qualified female-owned small businesses. Well, due to the tremendous response, we have continued to increase that every year because we've really blown through our, our goals. Um, and our most latest um, goal was we set ourselves up to um, lend twenty billion dollars. We thought, well that one billion wasn't enough. We're gonna go for twenty well, let me just tell you where we're at today. As of the second quarter of '08, Wells Fargo has lent close to $33 billion, And, of course, that's with a B um, to women small business owners nationwide. And I'm very, very proud of that. Um, that's, you know, as we always say, actions speak louder than words. And that's something that, um, you know, I think we all can hang our hat on. And we're not going oh to well, that's a pre- huge number
1: to hang your hat on. I mean, that, that's that's <coughs> phenomenal. Why why do you? I mean, obviously you kept upping your goal. You kept um, superseding really your expectations. Why why was that? Do you think that that you were forced to have to keep upping your goal? Was it because women-owned businesses were doing so well?
3: Absolutely. Um, you know, I think as, as you led into some of your earlier comments, um, Maria, that it was um, really about how fast women business owners are growing, but I think it's about their their zest for, you know, um, taking on new endeavors, reaching their goals. Um, it's it's just phenomenal to me to see the growth that's happening, so obviously we need to keep up with it. Um, you know, women business owners need, obviously, capital and, and other financial products, and we want to be right there at the forefront helping them out.
1: Well, and you've really been committed to diversity as well, I know, um, reaching out to both African-American, Latino, and Asian business owners, and some of the statistics I shared earlier in the program really supports that, that uh, women of color especially are having a lot of success with running their own businesses. What, what is it that you think is, why? I'm, I'm kind of confused as to why that would be. Do you have any insight at all? I know I'm kind of putting you on spot.
3: Well, I I think probably the Women's uh, Research Center could probably help. I know that they've done research around that. I'm not going to be the expert in that area. We certainly um, find that same um, uh, trend going. And and I I think it's just, again, it's back to education. It's about outreach. It's about um, connectivity and networking. Um, I'm not sure that there's any magic except... um, that it, um, it's just a, uh, it's a growing population that seems to have gotten it and, and picked up on all the resources that are available to them out there. Well, and they're having
1: huge success, for sure. We can all applaud right now women of color and, and women in general for the, the great success that they've had when it comes to running their own businesses. And, and in fact, I know that, um, Joy, you're particularly proud of the work that Wells Fargo does in conjunction with the National Association of Women Business Owners. You both are recognizing women-owned businesses. These are really the best of the best uh, with an annual uh, Trailblazer Award. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, this
3: award
1: and who who just walked away winners this year?
3: Oh, absolutely. Well, first of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you that, you know, we couldn't do this alone. And early on when we established this women's program, we said, you know, we really need to build an alliance. And so we built a national alliance with the National Association of Women Business Owners, and we fondly call it NABO. Um And then we also work with other various regional and local alliances, you know, helping us translate that understanding from research into concrete knowledge and resources and, and outreach at key community events. So, again, um, I want to make sure that we we give credit where credit's due, and that we those alliances are especially critical for us. So we do team up every year, and it's probably one of the oh, it, it's so much fun. It's one of my um, greatest opportunities just to, to be able to to host this opportunity or this event uh, around the Trailblazer Award. It's a joint award, and as you said, uh, we had three winners we selected from a nationwide pool of applicants, and and they were evaluated based on their company's business performance, innovation. Growth and personal service to the community. Now I got to tell you, is it's extremely tough. It's 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 almost you know unbearable to have to go through this. We get so many wonderful applicants, um, and it's just so tough. I keep asking everyone, can't we increase it from one? Will you increase it from one award <laughs> to three? And you know I want to go to ten or twenty um, because I just can't um, choose between all these wonderful um, women business owners. So um, what happened is each winner receives five thousand dollars cash prize and is honored at the Novels Annual Business Conference. And at our last um, conference, there were three um, business owners that I'd love to share. Oh, first one was um, Marion Hook, and she's the owner of Adobe Rose Inn. Um, It's based in Tucson, Arizona. It's a bed and breakfast, and she just does a phenomenal job and has branched out into um, making her own products and and things like that. So it it was just phenomenal to see her um, win. Uh, The second one um, comes out of Modesto, California. Um, It's Virginia um, Maduelo, and um, her... Um, companies Imagine Inc. Um, and um, they they actually do a lot of work as far as translating from a marketing standpoint, trying to get to um, various communities. Um, and then the third one is um, coming from Seattle, Washington. And it is um, the president and publisher of the Northwest Asian Weekly. Um, and it's, it's the Seattle Chinese Post. And her, uh, the president of it is Asunta Ng. And she was absolutely phenomenal. Some of the history and the rich uh, journey that each of those um, individuals have been on, it's, it's very heartwarming. It's very inspiring. I think the biggest word is inspiring. So. Um, those are the three winners from last year, and um, gosh, we just look forward to you know more in the future, Maria.
1: Oh, that's so exciting. And I had read a little bit about each of these women's individual businesses and it is it is so fun to see uh, what they've managed to build. And it's, it's incredibly inspiring for me and I would imagine for the many others out there who are in the middle of building their own businesses. You know, it's an, a daily struggle, I'm sure, Joy, uh, with all kinds of challenges, but so fulfilling. And to be able to see these three role models, I know, it must be so exciting for you every year. And you, you've done this for the last seven years. Um, how, how do women out there who may want to get involved, who think they may have a chance at winning, what, what is the process for um, being, do they self-nominate? How does that work?
3: Um, actually, somebody nominates them, um, or they can fill out an application. Um, and obviously, there's lots of references. There's a you know there's an application process you can go through. It's online. Uh, you can get a um, get information either on from the NABO um, uh, site or the Wells Fargo site, um, women's business um, site. So lots of information there. But typically, um, the information comes from the associations. You know, word of mouth from one um, from one owner to the other. Um, um, and I got to tell you, um, there are a lot of women, very, very humble out there, um, and they need to showcase themselves. And, and I hope everyone, um, if you know of someone, I hope you'll you'll nominate them or encourage them to to fill out an application, um, because it's it's really um, a tribute to their great efforts, and, and no one should go unrecognized
1: absolutely well Joy we're going to take a quick break and when we come back uh, for listeners out there if you or your company is targeting small business owners specifically women we're going to be talking a little bit about communication tips on how to connect with her so she understands and appreciates what you have to offer so more on that when Purse Strings returns in just a moment
0: okay time for something we can all relate to shopping Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers
2: Get more traffic-maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. PPC Rockstars will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
0: Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
1: And we're back. I'm joined today by Joy Ott, Regional President for Wells Fargo Bank in Montana and National Spokesperson for Women's Business Services with Wells Fargo. And Joy, we've been talking today about all the great work that Wells Fargo has done when it comes to supporting women, small businesses, everything from the Trailblazer Award to all the the myriad of support and loans that you provide women to get started and really see their their uh, businesses grow. Uh, for those listening today, I, I think that there's a lot that you can share when it comes to marketing to women small business owners. Um, some statistics I shared at the beginning of the show shows that women really do approach their businesses differently than men in the same capacity. What strategy has Wells Fargo used to connect with these women and really assist them in making their businesses so successful?
3: Well, uh, Maria, you know, one of the things that I always look at is you think about, you know, marketing. How do you get campaigns out there? How do you target women? And and I'm not, I I think that's a a piece of it, but I have to tell you, it's it's the networking and it's the outreach that I think has really helped um, with the success that we're seeing with women business owners. You know, while we've made a lot of progress um, in some areas, I think we have a ways to go. And I'm not sure that some of these areas can always be handled through marketing programs. I think it has to be handled through associations, alliances, and outreach and networking um, that, that we continue to do. I'll give you an example. Women business owners, you know, as I said, we made strong progress in access to business capital, but they continue to lag significantly behind men. Um, Men are also ahead of women in use and availability of capital. Well, I truly believe that that's just education. Sometimes it's just about not knowing how to um, finance their business or their um, new venture. Maybe it's through um, they don't realize that they have a lot of equity sitting in their home and we can help educate them and help them with different ways to find the capital that they need or... Or have find other investors. Um, I think the other area is overcoming the gender gap remains one of the greatest challenges facing women business owners today. And I'm not sure how we ever um, overcome that except you know one day at a time, um, and and one event at a time. Um, and again, there's not a the magic bullet here to to handle all this, but it's something that we continue to very to be very aware of and in, in trying to figure out how we help with that. What perceptions are out there? How can we eliminate um, some of the negative and really bring out um, all the positive? Um, Well, and I
1: would imagine that adapting your approach based on kind of what's going on that quarter or that year has to be part of the game plan as well. I mean, uh, we're experiencing one of the most challenging economic uh, climates in, in years. I would imagine that. You have had to adapt your messages to um, kind of support these women in a different way. What, can you share some examples of, of what Wells Fargo has done in the past you know, couple of years to, to help women in this challenging climate?
3: Sure. You know, I think well, to be honest with you, Marie. We're all we're all learning in this new um, the economy that we're faced with. Um, but what I what I um, have to say is that really nothing has changed from our perspective. I think what it is is continuing to to meet with um, women business owners, continuing to listen um, very intently on what their needs are, what their what their issues or concerns might be, and trying to figure out how we provide financial solutions um, for them. You know, um we we continue to remain committed to you know satisfying all their needs in and, and really helping them succeed financially. That's our goal that I know is their goal. Um, and you know that's the important part that I always try to explain to to anyone, and it doesn't matter what gender we're talking about is that we continue to lend responsibly. Wells Fargo has um. We are open for business. We'll continue to remain open for business. And, you know, that's never changed. We've been unwavering about that. Now, we've had to adapt some of our, you know, our lending policies based on some of the geographic issues that, um, you know, the the nation's been facing. But for the most part, business owners who have good credit and are low risk will still have an opportunity to obtain loans, even in these challenging economic times. And that's the messaging I want to try to get out there is nothing's changed. And so let's not go backwards. Let's continue to go forward and, um, you know, we may really remain committed to helping with that. So, um, I I guess that's the message and and however we get that out in whatever format, um, we're we're committed. Mhm
1: well, and and that would be consistent with your strategy all these years too i mean you 're in it for the long haul for sure as a business in supporting women 's small business um, as you look ahead to the next you know several years i mean we 've seen. The ground that women have gained over the last twenty years with building some business um, and doing so very successfully. You've talked a little bit about some of the challenges when it comes to women being able to really have the the funds to continue to grow their businesses. What what do you think uh, the areas of opportunity will be with women and their businesses? I mean, we've seen a lot of women enter, entering technology and doing quite well. Uh, is can you can you Uh, Give me a prediction of some uh, emerging areas for women to begin starting
3: a small business. Well, you know, Marie, I think you talked at the beginning of your uh, opening of your program uh, about some of these things, and and I really concur with you. Uh, First of all, women seem to use technology in a um, in a bigger way than the men do, and so with that, I think that provides them the freedom. What I'm seeing is more women um, having businesses from their homes, being able to have what I consider, what I hear them always say, "Oh, I want it all. I want a career. I want a business. I want um, to be able to be home with my children or my family." And so a lot of businesses are still being able to be operated out of their home, very, very successful with the technology um, and the flexibility that that provides. And I, and I think they are really um, doing that in a big way, in a much bigger way than we've seen uh, men take uh, embrace that. Um, I think that will continue in the future. Um, I, I don't know that anything, um, I don't have a crystal ball, wish I did, um, <laughs> but I would say that there, I don't know that there's any particular area that would stand out. I think they're all um, uh, very um, uh, prime for continued growth. I don't see anything that would be disabled, even during these economic times. Um, so I, th- I think um, the, the world is very bright for um, these women business owners. It continues to be. I think what's interesting, what I do see coming up as far as on the horizon, is the transfer of ownership, the transfer of wealth, um, mm-hmm. for some businesses who are more in that mature stage. Um, that's been an interesting topic as we gather at some of these um, area uh, functions and um, uh, conventions. Is how do we transfer the wealth? You know, whether I have a a, a child um, or a family member that wants it or not, and then how do we, as you said, they want to make sure that the employees are taken care of, that the community is taken care of, that the business continues in its present form or only gets better. And so that's been, I think that's going to be a, um, an interesting area that we're going to see as far as an emerging, emerging need um, that I think uh, we need to spend more time with is, is helping them solve for that. Oh, that's
1: fascinating joy. you're just a wealth of information. Thank you so much for being on today if if women want some more information about your women's business service program where where would they go to get some more insight?
3: You know you can just go to our wellsfargo.com um, and look up under women Business Services program and um, certainly you'll have that information but getting to our website will you will know, we'll guide you there. I've had many people Perfect. say it's very easy in fact that's how they've been able to to contact us.
1: Fabulous, Joy! Thank you so much for being um,
3: let me on also today. Add one more thing, Maria. Um, you know, they can also go into any of their um, local financial institutions, any of our Wells Fargo branches, and and uh, we have many uh, relationship managers that stand ready to to work with them and help them too.
1: Absolutely. So, if you're out there listening today, and you're um, you know someone who wants to start their own business, a woman specifically who wants to start her own business, or who may, may be in the middle of of uh, wanting to grow that business. Um, check out Wells Fargo um, local office or go online. Joy, thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Maria. It's been a pleasure. Yes,
1: have a wonderful holiday, and thank you so much to George for a great show. Join me next Tuesday. I'm going to be joined by Christy Hackle with Super Value. We're going to be discussing how grocery retailers are appealing to time-strapped holiday shoppers at a time when home entertainment is growing and the pocketbook is shrinking. So stick around next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern. Until then, thanks so much for joining me today. Make it a great one.